Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Weissman and Oz on a very windy Monday. I-95 Sports Network. Steven, what's going on, my brother? How you doing, Harold? I'm doing Run This Town by oh, my favorite, oh, my favorite song. Jay-Z. Oh, Kanye West. I can't stand them, but I love the song. Number to call is 1-605-562-8001. First five, if you want to chime in on the conversation. Um, also... Facebook links, Twitter links on both our both our accounts as well, as long as the Weissman and Oz Facebook and Twitter page. Uh, Steve, you know what? In a business, when the top guy, top of the head honcho, screws up, right? Yeah. He doesn't get in trouble. Okay? He makes sure he doesn't get in trouble. You know, nothing happens to him in his sense of thought. He always has a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Okay? VP of security was reported. The other day, VP of security never released his name of MSG got fired after the Alkali debacle. He's dull and scapegoat, which is what I want to lead into for today. I can't stand this. It makes me sick. You and I both never watched Oakley. We were a little bit too young. Even when he left the Knicks, we were very young to remember. There's something that I've learned listening to people calling on the other radio stations that hadn't seen him, you're not going to win this battle. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how wrong Oakley is. He, James Dolan is not going to win this battle, whether it's from obviously what happened to James Dolan coming out and saying that I hope he gets help, which I, you basically initiate that he has mental issues. Or, you know, has uh, alcoholism well, in his alcohol you know, history. Uh, which they did say he did look a little drunk. We don't know that. We'll never know. And then he's got, and then you got James Dolan going on the Michael K show, just looking down, looking down on his notes every five seconds, like he wrote notes down that probably his lawyer wrote up for him. It's totally ridiculous. The fact that they've done a fantastic, I'll tell you this, they've done a fantastic job of dragging this thing out for however many days. It happened Wednesday night. What's today? Monday? What is my watch? What's today? Monday? Uh, it's ridiculous. This is what the Knicks are, man. This is the Knicksy thing to do. You, you were so depressed, not depressed, but how mediocre. The Islanders have been since in your lifetime, aside from the last few years. You don't know the pain of being a Knicks fan, man, because it's just straight dysfunction. You can ask Joe, Jets, straight dysfunction. The Mets for a whole, however many years, dysfunctional. The whole Adam Rubin, Omar Minai, there's just so much dysfunction here in New York, and this is just the latest of it, and it makes me sick the to myself. The Madoff situation. The Madoff situation. Come on. I mean, you could pick things left and right over the past 15 years. This comes years. out to PR. You know, the Knicks PR staff tweeted out saying, I, I, I don't even know if you, if you can bring the comments up or the tweet up, but, you know, it comes down to PR. This thing can be over with. You just say, oh, we regret our past decision. We hope to move on from this. Then it's over with. We're not even talking about it. But this is going to continue on for days. 
It, I mean, it has continued on for days. Then it's not going to stop. This will go on till the weekend. Not till the weekend, till Wednesday. So that means there will be a full week uh, until, since the whole Oakley situation. Then you've got James Dolan bringing in Sprewell, bringing in these other guys back from the late, early 2000s, late 90s. It's totally ridiculous. And the fact that this is, because he doesn't want to lose. He's stubborn. He's a stubborn old man who does not want to lose, who should have sold the team years ago. The owner, the fans can't stand you. The fans already can't stand you. So what do you think is going to happen? It's it's absurd. And I think the most more absurd thing is the fact that Sprewell's in the building and other players are in the building. The Spurs are playing all their starters yesterday. And the Knicks win yesterday against the Spurs, and it doesn't mean a damn thing. Probably, that makes me a little bit more sick to my stomach. But I've had to watch this team all year play no defense, and then all of a sudden against the Spurs, the second, undoubtedly, second-best team in the Western Conference, you beat the Spurs. It's totally absurd to me. Uh, this is this is just the function of the Knicks. You know, we had that 154-win season, got knocked out by a Patriots team you shouldn't have lost to, and that was it. I mean, that's it. That's all. See, that's the only memory we have as Knicks fans over the Your, my, my, my lifetime, your lifetime, it's been that was that season, Stoudemire having that MVP type season in that first year he was here, and Carmelo Anthony get traded to the Knicks. So basically, all dysfunction. Oh, yeah. And you know, there's obviously more dysfunction going on right now between the owner, Phil Jackson, the, the president, the, the president, Phil Jackson, tweeting at Carmelo Anthony. The drama never stops with this team. And it seems like that happens with not only the Knicks, but several New York teams. And I don't know if it's just New York. I don't know what it is, I really Well, this is, it gets the most attention. You just said it. It's New York, right? I mean, this stuff, you know, stuff happens in, uh, is a good example, last year. The Atlanta Falcons, five and, uh, seven and nine, six and ten, whatever they were, a terrible team, comes out that they're pumping in crowd noise. Could you imagine if the Giants were doing that? Even though they don't play in a dome, but let's just say they found a way to do it. Can you imagine the Giants and the Jets were doing that in New York. Can you imagine the Pats are doing that in a big market in Boston. It, that people would go insane, but it all depends on the market, man. And P- Kansas City won the World Series. No one else has heard anything from Kansas City since. It's just the way it is. I, I uh, uh, another good example is Jeffrey Lurie selling the team. One point, one point six billion dollars. No one gives a damn because it's Miami. But that's the thing. No one cares unless it's in a big market: Chicago, New York, Dallas. Why does the Dallas Cowboys get so much attention? You know, why does the Dallas Matters awful team? They still get so much attention. Although they, them too, they do have owners that keep running their mouth. They don't like to shut up exactly. So, uh, all respect to Mark Cuban, Jerry Jones. I don't know about you, but. Huh. It, it, it's just, it's just straight dysfunction. I feel the Jets. It's worse than Jets. I'd rather be a Jets. I rather be just at this point. Really? Your team's your team's just terrible. This, this team's terrible. You got an owner who just likes to have put his head into everything, or he didn't up until this point, and then you got a general manager slash president, uh, uh, yeah, slash president, going at your best player, the best player that you need. I'm sorry. No, this has basically become the Cleveland Browns in this sense. That you're hearing me Remember when Jamie Collins got traded to the Browns? Yeah. And we were discussing that. And we were saying, well, you know what? This is how you have to build a team. Trades and do the draft. Because who's going to want to replace them? You know, what free agent going to want – what marquee free agent is going to want to sign it? What marquee free agent wants to be here? What marquee free agent wants to play for this owner, play for this president? No one. No one. Oh, I can't think of oh, – oh, 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 my God. Courtney Lee, you had to give him four for $50 million. Joe Kim, no, you had to give him four for 72 And they're both terrible contracts. 
That could have been D-Wade. But guess what? He didn't want to be here. It's disgusting. It's abominable. It's egregious. And it just gives me a headache, Steven. Tell me how you really feel, Errol. Oh, God. Listen, nothing, nothing will ever beat the rant you went on about Jack Capuano. But, oh, my Lord. A.K.A. the future coaster of Los Angeles Golden Knights. But, uh, uh, what do I do? You see, people are like, oh, are you a Knicks fan? I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, I am. But uh, there's not much more you can say about it at all. I mean, the team's probably not going to be good for a couple of years. A couple? Five? Five max. Five max? They got Porzingis, who... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get attacked on Twitter. Yes, he looks like he can be a very nice transcending. I don't know if he could be a transcending player, though. He hasn't looked like it. Over the, now, I don't know if it's the injury. It's the second year in the league. I know, but transcending, this was supposed to be the year. He was supposed to come in, dominate the league, be an all-star. He's in the rookie-sophomore game again. He's in the second year in the league. Melo, God, God, thank you that he wants to be here so badly. Really, Derrick Rose, I don't want any part of it. Remember when that trade happened? I said, I guess it's good because if you want to go for it now, fine, but you, you're not good enough to go for it. There was no long-term plan. He's definitely not going to be here after this year. Okay, no, you can't get rid of quick enough. you got three more years of him. What a joke of a signing that was. I mean, come on. When you sign a contract like that, we've seen it time and time again with the Yankees, right? When you sign a guy to a seven, eight-year deal, you're hoping to get at least four or five good years out. You know, when CC signed that big deal, you got more than 50% of the contract of production right. from him, right? And, you know, he didn't have a bad season last year. No, I, I think from what, from his, how he is physically right now, where he at, he's at that age, he overachieved. I agree. We're halfway through year one of a four-year contract. You would have hoped this thing, you would have hoped that this is, you expected this thing. That's not even a hope. You expected this thing to be good for two years. It's year one, and it's not even finished yet. And this guy can't stay on the court. And when he's on the court, you don't want to watch him. Oh, I feel. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I gotta move on from the subject. It's aggravating me, Stephen. Well, okay. let, let's get on to. Well, we have so much we could talk about. I, mean, I could go on for this for the whole show, but obviously, it, you know, people are gonna tune out eventually. But we got pictures and catchers that. Just reported to support St. Lucie from oh. the Mets two two days ago. Thank God. Or yesterday it was. Yesterday you know, the Yankees Yankees meet in Tampa tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, something we kind of wanted to talk about, we were talking about before the show, who are the top five athletes in New York? And, you know, we each have our rankings, and I think they, they're obviously going to have some similarity. But rankings, I'm curious. Oh, I mean, Odell and JT aren't on my list, so I'll just put that out right now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know what? Ladies first. Go ahead, my friend. All right. Let's start from number five. Hold on. Let me get my list up. Oh, Jesus. You don't have it memorized by now. I do, but I just want to be positive. Number five, I got the queen, Henrik Lundqvist. You are so disrespectful. Before you go on, you are so disrespectful. This man gets his 400, 400 fastest to ever do it, might I add. Fastest ever do it. I'm praying to the hockey guys that his name's not associated with Patrick Ewing. This man needs a cup. This man needs a ring, and he needs his teammates to finally help him out. Yeah, too bad he's probably not going to get it here. 400. What would you say right now, 10 years ago, or say if someone came up to you and said, you could have Henrik Lundqvist for the last 10 years. Would you do it? Because he's the queen. Because you don't like him. Would you do it? Oh, he's the best goaltender in the NHL. Okay. I wouldn't go that far, especially not this season. But Not this season, obviously, but within the past five, 
to seven years. You're being naive. Who do you want? Being Lundquist? Other than Lundquist? Price? I'd rather have Lundquist. I'd rather have Lundquist. In the last decade? Quist? Uh, no. I, I'd probably rather have Lundquist. It's not like he's played even bad in the postseason. Over, I mean, his team, I mean, for, especially in the beginning of the career, if, if, ooh, of his career. See how aggravated this gets me? He was asked to stand on his head almost every game, but obviously that didn't work out. When it all comes down, Lundquist is probably your guy. That you want. If he gets 30 wins in the next four or five seasons, he's going to be behind Brodeur, who I don't even consider human. He's going to be head wide. He's going to be second on that list. He's the fastest to ever do it. This guy is... He needs a cup. That's all I got to say. And I just don't think he's going to get it here. But that's just my opinion. Why, why don't you think he's going to get it here? Because he doesn't have the consistency, especially with the defense. You know, I, I, I think the proof that line's coming up, they need to bring in a guy like uh, Kevin Shattenkirk from the Blues. Which I don't think you have to give up a lot to get him. Because he has an exception. I know he has a low level. What is it? Two point seven million dollars around he's there. A a million million million. Contract. It's an expiring contract, though. So for what team? What team would want to? You know, when they gave up uh, Duclair and a pick for Yandel, yeah. you know, he had an extra year on that contract. This guy's an expiring contract. He has to pay him six and a half million dollars after this year anyway. Do and do we? Can you see a guy like Shattenkirk? I don't know a lot about him, but can you see him like a re- resigning? Um, in New York, if they were I mean, I mean, why not? You'd have to see how we played here. You'd have to see. There's a lot of circumstances that uh, come down to it. But I really think, you know, for number five, I'm going to go with Henry Blanc. We got kind of off topic. I guess not, because I, I have number five as Henry Blanc right now, too. It's just, there's so many other guys that are just younger, better at this point. He's, I mean, if this was five years ago, he'd be at the top of my list and wouldn't be even close. So uh, but I'm going to I'm gonna put Hank in my top five, definitely. Uh, I have him at number five. Um, number four for me, it's Thor, man. It's it's Noah Syndergaard. And this is a guy who, we said it last year when we came on, when we started this show, he could be the best one. He has the best tools. He can be the best one out of these pitchers. Okay? And he's starting to come up that way. I put on 17 pounds of muffy deer meat. I got to 17 pounds. I got to start eating deer meat breakfast, lunch. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. I mean, come on. I'm putting forward number four, especially after what I saw from the wild card game last year. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I actually you have... got to be kidding me. I know. I have Thor as number four also. Not only because it runs, but, you know, Noah Syndergaard, man. I, he said it himself. I think this guy can be the face of New York. Just his attitude, his, you know, personality. He said there's five aces on the team. It's not all about him. It's about the team. Doesn't that make you feel good, Errol? I Noah Syndergaard. He's in his third year now? His second full season? This could be his second full season. I'm excited. We have, he said he can throw harder. That kind of scares me. We have to calm down on that thought. Okay? Because you, you average 98 miles per hour. You don't need to throw any harder. You're fine. Don't worry about 91 miles per hour sliders. Top five pitcher in the game, no? If you were to stack it up, I mean, Kershaw, Sale. Scherzer. Sure. I think he's on the level of Scherzer. Um, you want to throw Arietta in there. You could make an argument for top five. I think you could absolutely do that. I wouldn't put Price in that conversation. Um... I mean, off the top of my head, yeah. Corey think, Kluber. Corey Kluber, even he had a, he had a down year so, yeah. until he got to the postseason, obviously. Yeah, I think you could put him in that conversation. Absolutely. 
Um, we'll start in pitchers anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, of course. Um, I hate when people try to compare those the two positions. Who I just went for number four. Who do you got for number three, Steve? I got Juan Tavares for number three. Okay, okay. Uh, I wish I could go higher, but you know, he was a first overall draft pick in 2009. He hasn't really had much, you know, anywhere else on either wing. You know, Islanders organization hasn't really helped him out. He's had guys like P.A. Parento, uh, guys like Thomas Vanek. He had Kyle Puto on his side uh, pretty much his whole career until this year. Just dropping my flies. But, you know, he's never had that one guy. But I think if you think about it the other way, he makes guys better. He makes Andersley have 21 goals right now. He's had Josh Bailey. You put Josh Bailey on the first line. This is probably the best season Josh Bailey's had in his career. I understand Bailey had some time with Tavares last year as well. This is a Josh Bailey. You know, you're not expecting goals from him. You're expecting him to be a playmaker, to be a passer. Bailey has over 30 assists in my uh yeah over almost. I think it's at least 30 assists, I believe, Josh Bailey. And, you know, if you're playing with John Tavares, you're not going to be bad. That's why I, I wish I could put him higher. But he hasn't really won much, and he hasn't had really anything next to him either. So I'm going with that number three. Uh, I'm going to go with Cespedes. And, yeah, no, I see the look on your face. Um, see, the thing is, if Cespedes went down, they still have this pitching stat. Now, if they went down, that's a different story. If Cespedes went down, we still have this pitching staff. But we're not talking about MVP. I know, no, I I understand, but the best athletes, just some of the things that he does bothers me, obviously. He doesn't want to play center field anymore because he doesn't want to think he gets hurt. Like, when we're talking about best athlete, I get it. You know, uh, the best athlete can play center field. You know, th- that guy would be able to do that. Um, this The top three was tough for me. You, know, you could shuffle them however, however you want. But I just have to put Cespedes number three because of the guys ahead of him. I just think they're just more transcending than he is. Although he's a, he's a big piece, but to me, he's not the piece. Like, you have to have pieces around him. Someone tells me we don't have any Yankees on this one. No, I mean, what Yankees could you have on this one? Uh, the guy pitches once every however many days. I know, but still. It's, it's tough, but... He'd be in my top seven. Um, number two, I'm going to put your boy, JT. And because of the reason I just said it, he's transcendent. He makes players around him better. You just made the case. You made the case for number three. That could have been a number one a number one case. The guy's transcending. Every guy he plays with is good around him, even the inept ones. I know Josh Bailey hasn't exactly lived up to the hype ever since he got drafted, but he's had his best year now playing alongside John Tavares. Uh, I thought the guy should have won the heart this year. Obviously, that struggles in the beginning of the year. That won't happen. Uh, Pete doesn't get enough credit for his D. I mean, playing as a defender, as a center. Uh, the guy's great defensively when it comes to um, when it comes going head to head with the other centers. And so. especially being on the penalty kill now, like ever since the penalty, he's been put on the penalty kill. And he's been amazing. He he can play all aspects of the game. And this is what see he can play the power play. Obviously, he's the best guy. His best guy on the ice most of the time, at least ninety percent of the time, right? He can play the power play, penalty kill. You know, Cespedes, for this. If you if you need running, yeah, running some scoring position. What is he gonna? I need you to hit pull one along the sideline. He's gonna try to hit it out. I mean, it's just something that that kind of bothers me. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm glad he's here. We need him. We, he's a piece. John Tavares is the piece. So that's why I'm gonna go with him at number two. Number two, I'm gonna go with Joanna Cespedes. And 
I knew he wasn't going to be my number one. Uh, I guess what, I get what you're saying for him being number three because you do have the pitchers and all that, and he's afraid to be center fielder and just wants that one position. But look who he is. He's Joanna Cespedes, and he is the New York Matt, and he's the reason why this team went to the World Series two years ago. The reason why they went to the postseason two years ago. His presence. I don't think the Mets have had a guy like Joanna Cespedes on this team. No, they haven't. I can't think of anyone. No one that we've seen. And that's why I just think Cespedes just brings that presence, that, you know, optim optimism to this team. I mean, the pitchers are all great, you know, but they have to stay healthy. And I understand Cespedes had that hip injury early, early in the season last year, but Cespedes healthy? He's the best guy on the on the on the field, no? Uh, yeah, obviously, but just you know, if you play a team, how many how many, what's his percentage of being better than the guys ahead of him? You know, it's just hard to judge when we talk about different sports, which is it's hard to do this as well. But um, I, I get what you're saying. Number one, I'm, it's, it's simple. It's it's Odell. Odell. It's Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, I think this is the best athlete in the NFL. If you're asking, this is the best football player in the NFL, and I'll argue that until I see that I, I shouldn't argue it anymore. Uh, this guy's not six foot. This guy doesn't have pieces around him. This guy's quarterback had a down year, and he literally he's the only guy who can take a four-yard slant and bring it back to the house. The only guy who can leap up and catch the ball the way he catches the ball, even if it's not in some situations. He has a lot of drops, but... Uh, this guy is the best because when you talk about best athletes in the NFL, you could throw the you throw the wide receivers in there, you throw a Bell in there, you throw a Zeke in there, right? You could have thrown a Gronk in there, but because he's just a physical specimen we have never seen before. Can you throw Tom Brady in there? No, because I I think we're talking we're taking out the quarterback. We're talking about best football player as a quarterback. I think it's just two different categories. Gronk's not healthy enough. Uh, Julio Jones to me has too many pieces. Russell Wilson's him. very athletic though. I, I guess you could put him in there. That's a good point, but to me. Yeah. I don't know, man. These guys just have too many. But I mean, you put a Brown and, and Bell in there; they got each other. Julio Jones has got weapons around him. He's got Matt Ryan. Odell Beckham has a declining Eli Manning. Uh, not many pieces around him. He's got a Shepard who looks like a nice, he's going to be a nice player, but he's, he's still a rookie. No running game. This guy's the best athlete in New York. I think he's the best athlete in football. You said it, Errol. I mean, Odell's my number one as well. There's no one else in New York you can put around a uh, put in that number one spot. I can't think of anyone. As much as I wish it could be uh, one of the Mets pitchers, I mean, two years ago, you probably said Matt Harvey's uh, top three. Yeah, absolutely. Top three, yes, but now he's not. Look at him decline. Look at his decline because of his health. Look at his decline because of last year's whatever happened, his thoracic, uh, I don't, I don't, outlet, syndrome. outlet syndrome. I don't even know if that's what it's called. Something like that. No, it's something like that. The term way past our pay grade and way past our knowledge. Look at Eli Manning. Eli Manning a couple of years ago easily put him in the top five. No? Um, I think if we're talking about that Super Bowl year, that second one, not even that first one because he had, he had an average season. I don't even, the second one, he had an elite season. I don't even think you can put David Wright in the top ten. No. And I, you know what? We I was reading an article by, oh, was it Lennon? I think it was David Lennon. He had David Wright in his, at ten it's just because it was David Wright. And it, it breaks your heart because the guy – has given so much to this franchise that you want to see him get a ring. He's not going to stay on the field. You know, and they're giving David Wright every chance that they, he can get. 
Terry Collins said today he's a starting third baseman. Which is totally, totally outrageous to me. But Terry, Terry's loyalty was guys. We've seen that. We saw it in the World Series a few years ago. We're seeing it now. He's. We saw it when um, so many guys would struggle. Everyone, everyone wanted to bench him. Neil Walker, Scribble Cabrera. You know, he stuck with them, and he ended up getting. Speaking about Cabrera, did you hear that whole issue? That, that come on. I mean, the fact that Venezuela, Venezuela plays in terms of Venezuela, they're better than Struble Cabrera. Well, that guy in the Phillies, I think, is playing. Uh, Herrera or uh, Franco? I got it. I'll figure it out. Hold on. Um, but seriously, man, I, Terry Collins, and this could be his last year. You know, there's rumblings of saying that he could retire after this year. He wants to ring, too. He wants to get it with his team. He wants to get it with his pitching staff. He wants to do it with his captain on the field. Unfortunately, I just don't think that captain's going to be able to stay on the field. That's the problem. That is the definite problem. I'm just reading this. I'm scrolling through this article as we transition right here. Freddie Galvis. Oh, that's towards that? Really? Yeah, the young Freddy guy? Galvis. The young guy, I guess? Yeah. Um, Another guy, too, if you just name, but... I was, reading an, I was reading a couple articles today. When I was in, you, know, when you, you wake up, you don't want to get out of bed. You're going to scroll through your phone, especially in this age of technology. Check Instagram. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And... Was it Dan Graziano? Tom, mm, Herman, oh, J- Herman uh, Bagwell or something of that nature. For me, it's been, it was the ESPN Asian guy talking about NFC East and what they should do. And number one thing the Cowboys should do, you know what it was? Sanjay PP. Oh, God. I, mean, I know. Could you, ima- can you, could you imagine how livid we would be coming on the show after that would happen? I give all credit to Joey Love and his Cowboys. I mean, they, I'd pick him to win the Super Bowl. I, I would be very tempted to pick him to win the Super Bowl. I mean, that's not just because that guy, because you, you imagine, you can imagine if they do that, they're going to be adding that. Defense. They're going all out. They, they, all, that's all they have to do. They have to improve the pass rush and, and bring it back. Barry Church is a nice guy. Morris Clay, Ron Clay into his, came into his own finally. I mean, that, that seems going to be scary, but. Uh, Jordan Ronan, who actually just uh, is undefeated next year. No, I, I think it's tough to say any team could go undefeated. I mean, we did have the Patriots that one year. All-time great regular season team. Unfortunately, they couldn't finish the job. Not, not unfortunately, but well, unfortunately for us. But um, I'm just reading. I'm, I'm reading Jordan Ronan's article about what the Giants think the most, which it's it's an article about the tackle, top free agent offensive tackles. There's nothing that makes me – Andrew Whitworth, he has is his top guy, 36 years old. You can put him at left tackle, put Eric Flowers. I just – did I even mention how much I love off-season football? I know. And there's something I want to mention to you. With the Giants I had a poll uh, last last week. I saw it was, uh, who would you rather draft? Uh, Fortunet, I believe his name? Fortnet. Fortnet. Oh, or O.J. Howard. Who would I rather draft? It's, it's Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I I understand. Paul Perkins is a nice player. I think if Christian, someone had like Christian McCaffrey going at one of the CBS, yeah, writers, Christian McCaffrey or or OJ Howard. That's oh, what it okay. Was. I would rather have OJ Howard. You just Christian McCaffrey. He's a London. No, Stanford running back. Stanford running back. Got oh. it. I got it. Got Don't it. say stuff like that on the air. <laughs> as he stares you know how at, I am with my football. As he stares at me with those big blue eyes. No, I mean, if it's between McCaffrey and Howard, you go with the knee. I think McCaffrey is going to be a Shane Green type, Danny Woodhead type guy in the NFL, a guy who's you know, going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield, valuable third down back. Um, Leonard Fournette's the type of Adrian Peterson type talent. I mean, that's, that's his ceiling. You know, O.J. Howard, 
and they need a tight end. You know, and there's four. Well, you got the kid from Virginia Tech, Hoagie, which is kind of funny because of the name of the name of the uh, nickname of the school and his name. Jake Butt obviously got hurt towards ACL. Stop laughing every time I say his name. You are the most immature thing I've ever laid eyes on in my life. Yeah, I'm a person. Um, the guy whose name from Miami, who I, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to. How do you, how do you spell his name? I'm just curious. Steven, we're on the live radio right now. We're on the airwaves. People are listening. Bobby's probably listening. And you're doing this. Bobby, our boss, wonderful creator of I-95 Sports Network. Are I you, it was do, do you, uh, George Ozinka, that's right. Would you hear yourself? I do. Oh, God, Lord. This team needs a tight end. They need an offensive tackle. And they need a wide receiver over six foot two, in my opinion, on the other side. Someone brought um someone brought up the fact that what would you do with well, what wide receiver was it? Uh, it was a guy who was around five eleven. So you can't have another short, you know, small receiver. You need a big guy. Corey Davis, maybe. And Alshon Jeffrey, maybe hit up the Jets for a little Brandon Marshall action. It's not gonna happen, but I, I could dream, right? And we know Victor Cruz is most likely out of the solution. Well he's got a nine million dollars, do nine million dollars. Unless he wants to take another ninety percent pay cut. They're not paying him. All power to you? No, no. I think he should retire. That's just me. I, I just think... He wants to play. He wants to play, but the way the guy plays, he can't play like that anymore. And that's the way he's successful. We saw him as a wide out last year. He just, it wasn't working out. Anymore. And that's how much he should get paid. One veteran's minimum? One, two million dollars a year? Michael Bradner type money? I give him three million. I don't know if you give him... about Michael Bradner. <laughs> he's just bringing up his name. It's just like... I'm so happy for that guy. Are you like, happy for him? Because as you said that name, I saw the mass look of depression on your face. It's just unbelievable, bro. I can't. I told I've you. Never... Put him in the right system. That's what happens. He's in the right system. And you no, know, it couldn't happen to a greater, nicer guy. I've met Grabner plenty of times as his career with the Islanders. He's an awesome guy, Michael Grabner. I'm so happy for him. 26 goals on the season it is. 26. Six twenty-seven. He's gonna. He should get there. He should he's get gotta, there. Got some award. There's got to be some award for him. Comeback player of the year. Yeah. Do they, they don't have, really have a, a, a trophy for that? The though. award. You see, the awards in the NHL. I don't really, like. I know the Jack Adams is the coach. The Hart, the Vesna. It's the other weird one. Norris is a defense defenseman. Is the call and the Calder Trophy the rookie of the year, right? So I mean, Grabner had his rookie year. I thought it should have. No, I've been a finalist. Which he he was, was a finalist, but... I was going to say, he scored it. 30 goals, I remember that year. I remember that was the only thing in the Islanders. He's going to score 30-plus goals this season, Grabner. I, I would hope so. I remember that was the... Uh, the reason I remember that is because really that was the only... No offense, the Islanders were just... They, walking, that was their bright spot. That was the walking piece of me- mediocrity was the Islanders, and that was the only thing they had going for him because JT wasn't there yet. JT got... Was he there yet? Yeah, that was uh, 2010. Okay, so it was a year after JT got there. But JT didn't really come to his own as the best player in hockey yet, the way he is now. So, um, speaking of the best, uh, no one brings you better podcast. Well, I- I'll make an argument for it, but... <laughs> SND Podcast is great, and we're going to take a quick commercial break. While you have this commercial brought to you by the SND Podcast, you can find that on SoundCloud, Google Play and iTunes as well as our stuff too, and we'll come right after, right back to you after this commercial. Introducing the SND Podcast channel, your new source for all types of podcasts. We are looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, so if you ever wanted to start a podcast, reach out to us via Twitter, DM, or just add us at SND Podcast, or message us on Facebook, or even email us at SNDPodcast at gmail.com. Once you reach out to us, we'll tell you the best way to create a podcast. 
all types of podcasts are, are welcome. So anything you want to talk about for a podcast, just let us know. No idea is a bad idea. We're already on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play, and all other podcast apps. All you have to do is record the podcast. So hit us up soon so you can start your podcast now. Weissman and Oz back with you with breaking news via Kimberly Jones. Kimberly Jones on Twitter has just announced that she has heard from sources that the Giants have released Victor Cruz. I'm not. I'm. We were just talking about that. If you're just tuning in now, we were just talking about it before the commercial break. Victor Cruz. According to Kimberly Jones, Kimberly Jones report on Twitter was usually. Very, very reliable. I have no reason not to believe her. Around the Giants, a lot closer to a lot of these, or close to a lot of personnel guys and players. Victor Cruz has been released by the Giants. Something that we knew that was going to happen. Maybe, they, maybe they'll sign him. I was just thinking, maybe you know, he's owned that owed that nine million or whatever it is. Maybe they cut him to sign a smaller contract, maybe a two, three million dollar. I don't know if he'll he'll take it, but. Are we really shocked by this? I mean, we know what Victor Cruz is. Victor Cruz should know what he is. Just look at the role he played this season. He barely got more than one or two looks a game. You know, even say one catch a game. If that. He had that one. He had that one game where he didn't get a target. Remember that? Yeah. I believe that was the Pitts or what was the game before Pittsburgh? That, that's what I'm saying, though. You know, that's what Victor Cruz has become. And it's so unfortunate because of that calf injury and what other the under, other injury what was it the patella tendon injury that Victor Cruz had? I mean, you know what Victor Cruz a fan favorite always you know since Jeremy Shockey, uh definitely my favorite giant. You know I I won't forget his, all his great seasons and you know what if. The Giants do long-term part ways with Victor Cruz. Good luck to him. If he decides to retire now, you know what? Best of luck to him. But as of right now, Victor Cruz has been cut by the New York Giants. It's, it really is. It's, it's a heartbreak. It's a heart cracker. No, no it, it hurts. It definitely hurts. And if you're just tuning in now, uh, we were just talking about how Cruz was let go, or Cruz, the possibility of Cruz being let go. And as soon as we cut the commercial break, uh, Kimberly Jones broke the news, Cruz has been released. It's something you had to expect. Now it's going viral. Yeah, uh, Stapleton yeah. just tweeted it. Uh, also, I'm told the Giants are releasing wide receiver Victor Cruz. Um, it, It's crazy, man. And it's, it's something that you knew was going to happen. It's something that, that was inevitable. I just it's it's it was gonna happen, but now that it's finally here, it, it's sad. I mean, I was there Christmas Eve when he broke out for a one yard catch and made it into a ninety nine yard touchdown right before the half against the Jets, and they never looked back. They never looked back and went straight to the Super Bowl, and he was the main part of it. You know, he had a huge game against San Francisco in that championship game, had a touchdown in in the uh, in the Green Bay game. And the guy came up clutch every single aspect of the game. Ever since the, the, the uh, Patel attendant, I mean, that that was – are you going to go cry? Where are you going? I'm going to get my cruises. Okay, come on. Um, ever since the guy uh, towards Patel attendant and then towards Cap, 
his ability to cut was diminished to basically zero. Um, he was trying to do it in training camp before this year, and it just wasn't working out. He, he had to move to the second side of the offensive side of the back of him. This is not the type of wide receiver he is. Are you going to cry right now? No, I'm not. It's just weird to process Victor Cruz not in a Giants jersey. Listen, he had a great run, uh, but this is this is it, man. All great things come to an end. It's going to happen to Eli. It's going to happen to Odell. It's going to happen to everyone. It's, it's, That's what happens in sports. Uh, it's, I know. It's hard to process. And you know, it's, it was my favorite giant. Trying, trying to get Kimberly Jones on here so maybe she can try to come and talk about it. <laughs> maybe she can, you know, help me. Uh, she can help you get through it. Get through this. But in all seriousness, this is what the Giants had to do. They need to get another receiver in here. Someone like a Brandon Marshall, also, you know, um, or even Alshon Jeffrey. But they need to bring someone. Victor Cruz wasn't cutting it anymore. Literally cutting it. <laughs> full pun, full pun intended, Stephen. Full pun intended. All right, let's let's move on to uh, Stephen. What what was yesterday? Not explaining what yesterday was. Yesterday, the New York Mets pitchers and catchers reported to Port St. Lucie, and I couldn't be any more excited. That work starts in two months. Yeah. Oh, at Chase Stadium? At Chase Stadium. City Field? Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited, bro. Mets, Mets season, we have a lot of questions, and speaking of the Mets in questions, you know who, who, what's happening on Wednesday, Errol? Uh, does that have something to do with Wayne Randazzo coming on the show? Yes, it does. Wayne Randazzo from WOR710 will be on Weissman and Oz at 12.30 p.m. Make sure you tune in by dialing our number, 1605-562-8001. It's going to be a great show. I mean, we have there's so many questions with this team. You know, there's talks about Michael Conforto even starting in AAA, which I'm unsure about, especially if he, you know, competes really hard in spring training, especially if he outbeats like guys like uh, even a Juan Lagares or Jay Bruce is having a rough spring, you know? Does someone have to follow me on Twitter for me to try, quote-unquote, slip into their DMs? Depends. Sometimes have they have on messages. Sometimes they don't. Ah, well, that that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Someone on this show right now to break down this Victor Cruz. I mean, listen, you want it broken down? The guy's making nine point four million dollars. Jordan Ronan just tweeted out thirty nine caught thirty nine passes this year. It, it was it was simple. It was easy. Just the question to me is, and he wants to play again. Right? He wants to keep playing. The question to me is, I think he's is he going to retire? Like, I think it's a possibility. Because this guy, like, what is this guy? I've said it time and time again. I said throughout the season when the Giants were winning games without him. Okay. Throughout this season, he he showed he doesn't. He's not the guy he used to be. He's not the guy who can cut through and, and take it back for a 99-yard uh, gain anymore. 99-yard touchdown, rather. He's not the guy who you know he'll he'll make one break as he got it on right now. Are you kidding? As you got it on right now, it's it's just not going to happen. You want to play it for the audience? Steven, why don't you go ahead? There we go. Fast picture cruise moment. It's the best moment 
we've seen as Giants fans, you and me, in a regular season game at least, because it upstarted a run that the Giants that, that we'll never forget. I mean, really. Um, anything else to say about your boys? I know how much you have, you love you love Victor Cruz. Oh, the Giants jersey I have. <laughs> No, I, I obviously have my Shockey jersey. As uh, what a guy he was. Uh, I mean, that's the most memorable guy I I really you know thought the Giants have had since Victor Cruz. Obviously Odell Beckham now, but uh, no, I said all I've had to say. Best of luck to Victor Cruz. Uh, but let's get back into the Mets spring training, Errol. You know, you got Thor healthy. You got Zach Wheeler coming off Tommy John surgery twice. You got Stephen Mass coming off of surgery. You got Jacob DeGrom coming off of surgery. You got a bunch of guys coming off surgery, Errol. You know, can you really? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, really. No, I, it's it's something that you got to worry about with this team. Um, It's the only thing you got to hey, – there's, there's clearly other things that, that we got to worry about, clearly. But they, the pitching is the most important, right? If this pitching if, if this pitching is how we're making the playoffs, it's going to be real difficult. We saw them do it last year. We saw them do it with Syndergaard, Cologne, the most durable 43-year-old I've ever seen in my life. The Zellman came up big. Lugo came up big. Obviously, they had some trouble getting a fifth starter in there, Gabriel Lanoa, um, uh, escaping my name, Rafael Montero. They had trouble with that, but obviously they couldn't get through Madison. But they got bummed, as I like to say. They couldn't get through Madison Bumgarner last year, and no, no matter how Gillespie hit the home run. Listen, no matter who was pitching that game, and the Mets, or I, I guess they weren't going to win it because Jerusalem couldn't keep Tom Gillespie from hitting that one out. Yeah, uh, you spoke about uh, what's his name, Gisellman. Gisellman, the guy that can get that fit, uh, starter spot. I know there's a bunch of guys that can get it. Obviously, Zach Wheeler trying to compete for that fifth spotter start. Not sure what they're going to do with him. Maybe start him in the bullpen. Maybe start him in Vegas, which I don't see a point because Vegas, the ball obviously carries in Vegas and most, you know, pitchers don't do well there. You want to see Zach Wheeler, see what, see if he could dust all, you know, dust off whatever he's had. You know, hasn't pitched in a while. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping that everyone stays healthy. You know, I remember yesterday Syndergaard saying he's dealing with uh, some type of flu or a cold, but that's not going to stop Thor. Thor, who gained 17 pounds of weight this offseason. Dear me, baby, dear me. Dear me. I don't think anyone on the Yankees are eating dear me, but speaking of the Yankees, it's a, it's baby bombers bit, man. It, it, it really is. It's uh, Gary Sanchez, Judge, Barry Austin, Tyler Austin. I, I mean, I think Bird concerns me the most because of his shoulder problems. Uh, Steve, I, I, what about you? Uh, I mean, all, I'm not sure how healthy he is. I'm not sure how if he's 100%, but he's sure going to give it what he's got in spring training. You know, he's trying to make the roster, the the 25-man roster as well. It's going to be a tough competition at first base. Even some guys in, in Brett Gardner, Someone that has been in trade talks for years now, he seems to that seems to slow down and cooled off. He'll, he'll probably be your left fielder, Brett Gardner, and Jacoby Ellsbury. You're hoping he can have a bounce back season. 
Jacoby Ellsbury has obviously not lived up to his expectations, especially with that big contract he got a few years ago. Uh, guys like Gary Sanchez, he's expected to cash at least 120 or so games. You know, hoping you got a full season out of Gary Sanchez, you know, crossing fingers, no injuries to him. Obviously, injuries are going to come, but you have so many bright spots with this team. You know, but it's weird. When you're talking about top five players in New York, not any Yankee. You can't say any Yankee names. Well, the, the one you can bring up probably is Gary Sanchez, but the guy's played 950 games. Or right even through. Chapman. You know, just because of Chapman and who he is. It's hard for a reliever. But it's weird. You know, you had guys in this in in New York, Mark Teixeira, Mo, Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez, Jorge Posada, Andy Pettit. It's a completely different Yankee team. This is this isn't the Yankees of the old. This team is rebuilding. This team is probably two years away from competing again. They had a whole rebuild in in just the middle of a season. Not many teams can rebuild the whole team in the middle of a the season. They have so many guys. They even got Batances, who's obviously developed into a great relief pitcher. They have guys in Luis Severino, who was originally a starter, probably a, a long-term starter, but a guy that excelled in the bullpen. And I'm sure Luis Severino is going to get his starts in spring training as well, trying to make a uh, pitching rotation spot. But he's a young guy as well. You're hoping someone like Masahiro Tanaka can give you, uh, you know, more than expectation. It, Anything to say, Errol? It, it's something fun to talk about because obviously uh, the baseball season is upon us, even with this crazy football news. I mean, can we, can we call it crazy? I guess not because we knew it was going to happen. But uh, this is a team that's rebuilding, clearly. Uh, this is a team that is just it, we're going to see what they get at. This can this team can either be really good, make the postseason. I wouldn't say win the division. I think that's Red Sox division to lose, or you know get a wild card maybe. But or they or can go very poorly. Gary Sanchez can have a, a rough start. The book's out on them now. All right, teams, scouts, teams, you know they're smart. These these pitchers, they're smart. They got a book on. Them. Okay, Aaron Judge, you got a book on them already. You can't hit a curveball, right? Greg Bird's got that shoulder injury, so it could it could completely turn the other way. This team could be towards the basement of the ALE. I don't think it's going to happen. I know the Red Sox are easily the probably the most likely to win that division. Well, they're the favorite, right? So now we'll see what happens with this team. It's it's something fun to talk about. Uh, I do want to get back into the whole Victor Cruz news because now that it's actually trending, uh, obviously now with it. Uh, Kimberly Jones broke that news. Everyone's getting into it now. Where do the Giants go from here, Steve? They're, they're going to be in a wide receiver. Do they go? Do they stay in house with Roger Lewis Jr.? Do they stay in house with Tavares King? Do they go out and sign someone? What do you think, my friend? Oh, God, Victor Cruz, look at him. All over the place. Where? Where? Everywhere, man. Come on. I mean, really, Bobby just posted in the I-95 page on Facebook, breaking news. So uh, we have to do no other but break this news, and we have to continue to break it down. And, and as sad as it is to talk about it, um, this is a guy who was a team player. He took maybe less of a contract than he could have gotten. 
to do that. So, it, it, remember when it was between him and Hakeem Nix? And it was like so, it was so obvious which one they were going to resign. It ended up being Cruz. Obviously, Hakeem Nix hasn't exactly worked out since then. He ended up back here on a, on a veterans win over deal. But, you know, Victor, ha- Victor is a guy that, Victor, I'm talking about him on a first team basis now, is a guy that the team rallied around him. You know, ever since he was an undrafted free agent out of UMass, of all places, um, he had a great, I don't know if you see, remember, the year before he, he made the team, he had a great preseason game against the Jets. Had two touchdowns over 100 yards. He showed his explosiveness. He was wearing number rocket number three on his back uh, uh, at the time. And he got hurt, obviously, and came back. And it, it's, you know, he just became one of the most explosive wide receivers we've seen on this team. So, um, what can you do, man? It's it's something that we, we have to – it doesn't feel like a morning every time a teammate – or not teammate, obviously, but morning every time a player that we grew up watching. We grew up watching him. He came on the scene, what, back in 2011? It's been five years. You know, we were only 17, 18 years old. So, it, it's it's something that – we have to uh, we have to analyze. I mean, this team needed a big wide receiver. This team, I've been saying, I don't, this team needs a wide receiver that's over six two, over six two, six three. A guy who's who's kind of going to protect Odell Beckham, uh, in the sense that Eli is another guy to throw the ball to the outside too. So Odell's not getting double teamed every time. You know, Victor Cruz was a nice guy. Victor Cruz. There were times this this year where they weren't throwing him the ball at all. They didn't even target him. So. Yeah, and we're actually going to have our friend Stephen Nassanowitz of the S&D Podcast. Uh, we're going to have him on right now to break this down with us. Giant season ticket holder. How you doing, Stephen? Glad to have you on on this, you know, weird uh, circumstance. Stephen, you there? Stephen Nassanowitz of the S&D Podcast. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Steve, uh, first and foremost, are you surprised that this happened? Victor Cruz getting released. $9.4 million, $9.4 million cap hit. I'm not surprised at all. Um, I kind of expected it. Uh, I did expect uh, Ralph Acciano of SMY actually tweeted out a couple minutes ago that there was no deal offered by the Giants, which is actually what I thought was going on. It may have been under-the-table talks about possibly lowering the cap hit so he could stay a giant, kind of like last season and the year before that. But for $9.4 million, it's the point where you could just release him. And honestly, I think he'll probably end up coming back for a short-term deal to come into camp. Um, you say that because it's kind of surprising. I thought they were restructuring deal. They could bring him into a sh- to, like you said, Steve. Like a 3 or $4 mil- I don't even think that much, but uh, Steve, we were just talking. Me and Stephen were just talking about it before he came on. You got Stephen Simon to the S and D podcast on talking about the Victor Cruz release. Where do you think this team goes now? Because to me, Victor Cruz is relevant. Caught thirty nine passes this year. He's not a wide out. I mean, we know that. We saw that. Where Where do you think this team goes now? Do you think they they hit the draft for it? They stay in house. Where, where do you think they're going to go in this situation? You know. Tavares King, we saw in the playoff game, shine a little bit. We saw um, Roger Lewis have a pretty decent season for what he was. 
I mean, the numbers really weren't there, but he was on the field a bunch. Uh, you have guys in-house. Uh, you could also look to find a cheaper alternative on the free agent market. I uh, haven't really had the chance to take a look at the free agent market yet, so I can't really tell you who's available and who's not. But, you know, you could always draft a guy late in the draft who can come in and possibly do something special. You know, you already have a Beckham and, and Shepard, and those are going to be your two we- two main weapons right as of right now. Now, do you think Victor Cruz can retire now that he's obviously off this Giants roster? Stephen thinks I'm crazy. I don't. I don't think he's gonna retire. I don't think he's that that type of person. I think I, I, he wants to play. I think he saw all the work that he put into it that he wants to be a football player. He even said it. He wants to be in blue. Obviously, that's not the case right now. See what happens. You know, come off this this off season, but. It's going to be weird to see Victor number 80 on uh, the Giants. No? It's going to be weird. Uh, I, I, mean, uh, I, I mean, I mean, my favorite number 80 of all time will always be Jeremy Shockey. And oh, then cool. I had to get used to a new 80. So, it's part, of, it's part of the business of the sport. It's part of the business of every sport. Um, you know, baseball, not necessarily because there's no real cat thing that cat that teams have to worry about, but when it comes to football, it's a very hard cap, and $9 million can play a huge factor in how you build your team, and the Giants have a lot of other needs, especially on that offensive line, so $9 million is going to be very helpful for them come the beginning of March when free agency begins. From what I'm seeing on Twitter, it looks like that $9 million is going to turn into a $7.3 million that's going to add on to their cap, so uh, it's money to spend, and it's going to be hard to well, I mean, is it really going to be hard to not see him on the field? We've been barely seen him on the field for the last couple of years. So, uh, Stephen, thanks for uh, thanks for coming. What's up, buddy? The other, the other thing, the other thing before I go that you got to remember also is Beckham's going into his fourth season, which means they're going to pick up his option from his rookie contract. Which is this is the year that guys usually like to sit out of those optional camps, saying, "Hey, now you need to pay me." And he and you know that seven point whatever you just said, Errol, can actually be used very nicely for Odell Beckham's new contract. That's actually a really good point, and that's why Stephen is probably the smart one of of the two podcasts, <laughs> the two shows. So, uh, Stephen, we appreciate you coming on with us so so last minute and spontaneously. We know you, you had a busy day throughout too with you. Stephen is Simon of SND Podcast. Thanks again, Stephen. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. You too, Steve. So uh, Stephen just said it, and he, he brought up some good points. The one that you and I didn't even touch up on, we didn't even uh, Odell needs realize. A new contract. Odell's going to need a new contract. Yeah. And, and this money can go towards that. They're going to pick up his option. Should they extend them this year? That's something to look at. Because he, he needs to be extended. Right. He, he's the guy who he's, – he's, I, I said it. I think he's the best athlete in the NFL. I think he's the best athlete in New York. He can't go anywhere. That's the thing. As, as much as his antics, we've been turned off by his antics over the past year or two. He, what was it? Um, oh, the VP of, of the NFL, or Vincent, Ralph Vincent, or, or Troy, Troy Vincent, excuse Troy me. Vincent, yeah. Troy Vincent put out a letter saying about how, how great that he was at the Pro Bowl, which to me, all that was made for the Pro Bowl. But, um, yeah, man, I, I think his antics didn't stop. I would hope so. I just thought Victor Cruz would have been more of a big brother type towards him. I think, you know, when they went on the boat, he should have been like... But I think, no, this just shows that Odell has to be mature. Odell has to be the big brother now. This is going to be his third year in the league? Yeah, it's time. 
it's time. And you know what? He has to get prepared for, you know, Eli's not young at all. Eli's like 36. We talked about I, we talked about this. Yeah, he's 36. He obviously has at least four or five more years in him, you would say. But once Eli's going, and, you know, fingers crossed, Odell's still, still in New York, Odell's going to be the face of this franchise. I think Odell's the face of the franchise right now. I think it's slowly over the past couple of years been out of Eli's hands and into Odell's. I think it has to do with his play on the field and, and the stuff that's happened off because people, you know, people demand that he be he, he be the face of the franchise. I mean, well, now he has to be the big brother and he has to step up to that next level and he has to be that role model and he has to be that superstar in the NFL that everyone looks up to. You make a good point because now this is going to be his one, two, three. It's going to be his fourth year. You're a veteran. You're a polished veteran now. That's what your official, that's what your official uh, label. label is. Yeah, excuse me. Um, but he's got to be the big brother, especially to Shepard. If they bring in another guy in the draft, it's got to be that. Steven brought up Tavares King, came up big in that playoff game. The only guy who showed up in that playoff game on the offense. Roger Lewis Jr. is a guy who saw flashes from a guy – out of Bowling Green, could have been about a third or fourth round pick because of his antics off the field. He went on draft and the Giants picked him up. A guy who actually, Kimberly Jones, who, um, who first broke out the news, said they didn't want to put him on waivers because he was so ta- incredibly talented, he would have not made it to their practice squad. So that's another guy to look at. Look at the in-house names for now. We've been preparing for this because we've been talking about it. and We knew it was going to happen. I just thought they would have restructured his deal. That's just that that's what yeah. scratched my head. And you know, it's still obviously possible we can see him in in blue, but probably unlikely. This is I know he wants to play. I know that he he thinks he can still not that he thinks he can still play. I know he wants to play. Just what I saw from this season, and I know it was his first year coming off injury. I think it's best for Victor Cruz to retire. What if he gets veteran minimum? Would you take him? Back? I, yeah, veteran minimum. No, he would come back. Um, I don't know if he would take it, though. Can he get a couple million dollars? If if there's a difference between a couple million dollars, if, he wanted, if the Giants want to bring back on a, on a veteran's minimum or a little bit more, let's say a $2 million, one or two, right? So an officer in three or four. Now, this guy makes he has made enough money in his career. Is enough for ever enough, though? I think he'd rather be in He would, He would be in blue. Imagine him in Jets green, Steve. Don't even get Cowboys started. blue. Eagles Don't green. even get me started. How about how about Patriots? Patriots colors, huh? <laughs> Imagine if he goes to Tom Brady, becomes a superstar again. I don't even want to joke about that. I see the look that you're giving me. Calm down there, big, big daddy. But it's something that we got to deal with. And like I said, comparing for this, we we've been saying that he's going to get cut. We've been saying that maybe you know that salary has to come off the books. And what are you smiling? I'm going to wear my cruise jersey. Oh come on! Oh Steve, Steve, it's over. I know. It's over. No, I'm in the Merriam. I thought I had a Victor Cruz jersey somewhere. I got it for Christmas a number of years ago. I think it was way too big on me. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, well. Oh, well. It doesn't mean anything anymore. We've got to talk to Ryan about this, too. Oh, we do. We do. Our friend, our buddy Ryan. Um, buddy Ryan. Our friend Ryan, a uh, huge Victor Cruz fan, almost as big as Steve. I would consider him more of a JPP fan than Victor. He loves JPP, too. Yes, I mean, he does. Uh, he's a guy, JPP is a valuable part of the team that needs to be on this team next season. Uh, needs. N- yeah. I, I would need. say. You need people from that Super Bowl year definitely on this team. Victor Cruz is clearly from that. 
I don't know if he's going to be back. I don't think he's going to be back. I think if they wanted to be back, I think they would restructure his contract as you point at the time clock and, and remind me that we got to get. I really just want to mention in this last minute, you're not going to want to miss Wednesday's show. Oh, Wayne Randazzo, Steve, oh boy. Yeah, you know, if you like all this Mets talk we're having, if you like baseball, if you like spring training, if you like the spring. If you like Big Daddy Weiss, he'll be here too on Wednesday. I will be. But we will be having Wayne Randazzo, who's the New York Mets pregame and postgame host, as well as does play-by-play for the Mets when Howie Rose is not there. But it seems as, you know, Howie Rose doesn't have much of, uh, you know, other job with the Islanders anymore. So it seems like he's got the full-time role there, Howie Rose. But Wayne Randazzo, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm excited. And, uh, and yeah, that's our show. We're wrapping it up now. And uh, thank you to the I-95 Sports Network, Weissman and Oz on the I-95 Sports Network, and the SMD Podcast, and Steven, who came on to talk to us for a few for a few minutes about Victor Cruz. Uh, he is of the S&D Podcast channel, too. And we will talk to you guys on a ran, when, Wayne Randazzo Wednesday. I like that. Are you still mixing station gas and oil for your string trimmer, leaf blower, or chainsaw? Eliminate the mess and the guesswork with True Fuel, the original pre-mixed two-cycle fuel. True Fuel is ethanol-free and precision-engineered for small engines, improving performance, and extending the life of your outdoor power equipment. And True Fuel is available for both two- and four-cycle engines. Empower your equipment with True Fuel. Available at your local home and garden center today.